0: Welcome to episode four hundred and forty-one of this week in league. I'm Nate,
2: and I'm Jay, and I'm Glenn.
0: Twilly's night, and we're doing it live too. I mean, the, uh, our, our wonderful um, Patreon members, our patrons, if you will, uh, have the ability to, to uh, watch this one live, and it's kind of it's a little bit of a test pilot as well uh, in in the respect that if this works flawlessly, which it hasn't been, it hasn't been completely flawless. However, you know, we will go back to the drawing board and tweak, tweak some settings and everything before the next time we do this and, uh, and see if we can get it working perfectly. But if we can, then, you know, going forward, there's no reason why we can't have the cameras running while we're recording episodes ordinarily. Um, Obviously we'd start recording after the, our first 20 minute conversation that we have (laughs) where things get way too fucking spicy but correct. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks it's, it's it looks like it's something that we that we should be able to um, to offer going forward. So it's exciting. Um, didn't take us too long to get it figured out last night. Uh, Stepped that myself, and uh, yeah, it's going well now. What I need to do is I need to get one of those new um, the new MacBooks. Did you see the new MacBooks revealed yesterday? Or day I did before?
1: the pros uh,
0: the the fucking just I tell you, I've never wanted anything more. But it's right at the start of my buying cycle for Max, so like I've got years before I will got to buy another one. But um, I did price up one of the 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 Max, whatever the Max chip ones were, and they're pretty fucking expensive. They're certainly more than I've ever paid for an iMac. And uh, like you know, you can't have five grand when you start to add all like all the you know the Pro yeah. chip and everything in there. But um, well the Max one or whatever it was, um, you know, okay, so- you know we
1: got that sweet hookup.
0: Yeah, we do. I mean, it is great to get like some off. And I mean, when you're paying five thousand seven hundred for a laptop, I mean that that does work out to be quite a substantial yeah. multi hundreds of dollars discount. But it's still fucking five thousand dollars for a laptop. So, <laughs> um, now let's get this shit going. Now, how it's going to work this evening? Obviously, we reveal the winners of the twenty twenty one, our twelfth annual. Willie Awards, the most prestigious rugby league awards in the world, as you all know. Um but before that we'll uh, hit some news. There's been a couple of news articles this week that uh, we should talk about, and it's all bad behaviour, you know, pretty much, but uh you know it's a couple of huge stories, but I'll save the biggest one till the end. Um First one, one that just uh just came out this afternoon, not long before we started recording, actually, uh Tom Starling has been arrested following an incident near a bar. Uh, same bar, he, nearly, he ran into trouble with the coppers last year as well, and he was uh, charged following an alleged altercation over the weekend, and uh, at a bar at the Central Coast, and uh, they were refused entry from the from a bouncer, and the group became agitated and threatened the man several times. So, it doesn't sound like there's a lot, you know, there's a lot in it. But when the Raiders are trying to, you know, we've been talking about them trying to flick Josh Hodgson, now they're like, well, huh? Maybe we can't flick him because what's gonna happen with this loose cunt that we're gonna be left yeah, with afterwards, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um They don't do not want not to do a manly with like a fucking flicking Appy and then then yeah. against stabby McStabison. It's <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> exact same situation. Um so yeah, he's uh he was on the verge of signing a uh, a rich new deal at the Raiders apparently, and uh now Who knows what the implications are?
2: Now he's going to need it to post bail.
0: I think he'll still get his rich deal. However, perhaps the 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 whole business about letting Hodgson walk with a year on his contract. Maybe they might just want to camp him out for that year, just to see what happens and uh, if they can, uh, you know, train the young fella to behave himself. Yeah. But uh, you know, Central Coast people, what are you going to do? Now, uh, more bad behaviour. The Panthers have stood down Tyrone May, and uh, he and uh, Nathan Cleary and Stephen Crichton were issued a breach notices by the NRL for their post grand final celebrations. So, uh, May is stood down from all club related duties
2: and appearances until further notice. And uh, in regards that to that, further Crichton notice Cleary, being the moment where he has been shipped out or his contract torn up or. Otherwise, yeah, like, you know, they got a couple of small fines and, you know,
0: blah, blah. Yeah. They got fines that were probably commensurate with the amount of, you know, what actually they did. I mean, it was nothing fines for, you know, pretty much nothing sort of, you know, incidents. I mean, Tyrone May obviously gets the worst ones because, you know, he's jumping on the, you know, on the Instagram lives with Kick Howard, you know, dropping N-bombs, you know, like it's Jango yeah. Unchained. Yeah. And... um. And so, uh, but the thing is, yeah, like standing, standing him down until further notice. It doesn't matter how short or how far that further notice line in the sand is. It's just a still win for Penrith. <laughs> like it's a win for them on field. Standing down until fucking twenty twenty five. Yeah, down until his contracts
1: winning. up. That is the correct yeah. take in this situation. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, not even fucking Ivan's daughter can save you now, you fucking gronk.
0: I think she probably can though. That's 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 the sad thing, because honestly, with all the you know with all the ratbags and boot and sluts and and just and everything else that he has proceeded to carry on with over the last two years, you guys don't have don't have daughters, but you've got kids. Like yeah, you, you gonna let? Is Jackson gonna let a degenerate like that? Date his sister? and nah. Are you gonna let a degenerate like that date your daughter? No. Nah. Like, under no fucking circumstances. <laughs> like none. Yeah, none. Yep. And especially if he's if he's like best mates with Nathan, then that's you know. There's been plenty. Of, there's plenty of situations where you where you can say to a "Mate, no, no, nah. mate, you're not. Not for You can't, you can't yeah. do that." Yeah, he can't do that. And if he's the best, if he's the best mate, he's not even going to, you know, he's not going to proceed any further. Although he saw an opportunity, he took it, and uh, he's, yeah, you know, I guess he's cemented himself in the <laughs> in the playing group for the Penrith Panthers for his uh, you know, until he does something, uh, until he fall, you know, relapses yeah, relapses way back what, and if now we know boot if,
1: if now we know what it took for fucking Tyrone May to keep his spot, can you imagine what it took Darius to get that last two years at the Broncos?
0: Uh, Now, uh, did you see what happened yesterday, I think it was, with Joey Laylua on Instagram?
1: (sighs) Yes, I did. Talking
0: about Michael McGuire. And uh, the Tigers offered Joey a train and trial contract worth $1,000 per week.
2: Did they really do? uh,
0: and he was previously earning around 850000 per year, meaning that's a uh, $800,000 pay cut, essentially, <laughs> if, he, if he accepted the modest contract. I mean, this is he, it's, he's had almost almost as much of a pay cut as Ash Taylor at this, <laughs> at this point. Um, but Leilua knocked back the train and trial offer and is currently exploring options of playing in America or holding out hope for a contract offer from Super League. But as it stands right now, from November 1st, he will be unemployed. And, uh, he's, and then Joey's got on Instagram, as I mentioned earlier, and he's, he's sort of screenshot the the, wild, the, the Wide World of Sports yeah, Channel 9 um, article, where the headline says, uh, Joey lay cops massive pay cut after West Tigers off a train and trial deal, blah, blah, blah. And he said, uh, well, and he's you know put an overlay on there and said, well, this is another lie. I never got offered to go there for a train and trial. And uh, and then he said, uh, "NRL online, get your facts right, and if you publish it, make sure there's a name to it because they'd attributed to uh, WWOS staff as the as the author on the yep. byline." And uh, then he says, uh, "By the way, I wouldn't play for someone that blames the team all the time and not once himself." #Hashtag Madge.
2: Ooh. Boy.
0: So, what do you make of that one, Glenny? I mean, really, your opinion is the only one that matters on this one because. Like that is just some cancerous shit.
2: Look (laughs) on the way out the door. Pretty, pretty typical of a of a bloke that has proven himself at you know several clubs and several years. To to not be someone that can control his emotions or his, um, you know, and and his ill discipline. He, um, you know, to to take some passing shots at the club on your way out the door, you know, a club that's paid you 800-odd grand to do three-fifths of fuck all um, and consistently put in poor, lazy performances in the rare occasions that you did find yourself in first grade. Uh, it's it's poor form, but unsurprising. So yeah, Fucking rare yes, occasions
1: so. you found yourself in first grade. He was fucking... Close to your captain most of the time he was there. <laughs>
2: You're a fucking idiot.
0: This year he did have he, he did meet the consequences of his actions. Yeah, or inaction. Exactly. Hey, did you see the back? Did you see the backhand that Joel Thompson gave? No. No. Afterward, he put a post up on Twitter and said. Um, any NRL players without contracts like Joey and want to earn a decent wage, get in contact with me. I'll get you trained up and working on the tracks. The average rail salary in Australia is one hundred twenty-two thousand five hundred dollars per year. Also, this offer is for anyone. And then he put a link to a rail construction and maintenance company that presumably he he's got a stake in yeah. or works, yeah, or whatever. And um...
1: fucking good on you.
0: <laughs> it's great on you. I fucking love it. Like Joel Thompson is like he's one of those great fucking club. Man, sort of players. I mean, the Dragons loved him when he was there. Yep. Like Manly, Manly fans and and the club loved him when he was there. Um, and yeah, look, but you know, the problem is it probably requires one of the the small attributes that uh, that that Joey Lalua has never demonstrated, and that is a willingness to work hard. <laughs> yeah, so, look,
1: in fairness, like before he got to Canberra, he had that reputation as a fucking you know brain snap waiting to happen. Dickhead. But there were a couple of years there, where you could sort of see it bubbling under the surface. But he did a very good job of keeping it in check when he was at the Raiders. When it was him, and yeah. Thib- but
0: I mean, even like even looking at the grand final, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, some brain snaps in that game as well. Yeah, that's it. You but- know, could have passed it. Yeah, you know, didn't pass it. Yeah, you know, which would have been the game pretty much. Yeah. I think it's yeah, it's always there, but it doesn't always spill over into public.
1: But it just seemed that when, when he was sense. at the tiger, by the time he got to the tigers, and my take is that it was him around his brother, because yeah, then all, all of a sudden he had to, he had to be the fucking cool one, and he had this big brother persona he had to keep on around his brother.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: you know, do you remember the? That's a fair point, actually. Do you remember the Panthers game when, when his brother. Got, yeah, like like he fell into a tackle or something, or he's had a head knock yeah. and got knocked out, got clipped, and yeah, and so he's just fucking swinging his arm at everyone in every single tackle. He goes yep. just dumb shit like that. The worst yeah. thing he could have done for his career, I think. Well, yeah, many yep. people can say that about going to the West Tigers. This now, motherfucker.
0: Uh, now speaking of the West Tigers, Sheenius is just coming back as we knew this was always on the cards. You know they organised it early this year. But out of all of the people, after the re- the end of season review, out of all the people that uh, you know, copped cop the knife, yeah, you know, we had Pasco there, yeah, embarrassing, you know, em- embarrassing in terms of performance, but then also proving it on camera on a television show, following him around, and then um, he still survives though. And then the one person that they they get rid of was the uh, head of football, Adam Hardigan. And what do you make of that one, Glenny? I mean, given that he's the guy that sort of delivered, you know, Stefano and and basically every good kid that 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 made an impact this year for the side.
2: Look, there has to be a four guy. Clearly, it wasn't going to be Pasco or Maguire. <laughs> it's probably next in line. Um, I I didn't. I mean, with what they had to to play with in the in the market. Um, and the players that were available for the West Tigers to sign, which is fairly slim pickings. I I don't hate what the guy did and I certainly don't think he deserves to lose his job. I think the biggest point uh, to take from Hardigan being shown the door is the fact that there's talk that Warren McDonald <laughs> is going to come back, which is just genius getting the band back together. Unfortunately, that band... Um, never made any actual music Um, post-2005. Warren McDonald was famously um, responsible for signing his own son, Shannon, who should have been a fucking jockey, but turns out played fullback in first grade for the West Tigers, hilariously. Um, Yeah. I don't know about that one. But they have have to be seen to be taking action. (laughs) So if the same you know, for all the hullabaloo and all the media reports and the the clickbait and all the rest of it, if if this if all of the same cunts are still there next year (laughs) I just just feel like
1: you know, I I don't think the current recruitment strategy you have of signing Penrith's rejects like in in the hope that that Pasco can create the the Wish Panthers um, <laughs> is working too well for you.
2: Dane Laurie's our best player. What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, Dane, Dane Laurie's in a Penrith jersey last time he was on TV, mate.
2: <laughs> he was.
1: <laughs> um, no, Thunder 250. You're not getting stepdad and real dad cams tonight because it fucks up the bandwidth and makes everyone echo. Correct. Correct. Yes.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll just put that in the chat. But yeah, so, you know, maybe later we'll try and bring them out again later and see how it goes. But uh, yeah, at this stage, no. Um, now, look, I just want to get into the last, the biggest story of the week. I think you'll all agree. Uh, it shocked the, the rugby league world to its core. And that, of course, is Aaron Woods we are joining the Red V on a one-year deal.
1: <laughs>
0: and not only that, they also got the plot of Jet Ski that we've been trying to jettison from fucking... Uh, for a long time. And so the Dragons... I don't know what's going on over there, but...
1: Uh, Did we give a fucking tribute to the cunt on the trophy that died?
0: No, we didn't. He kind of died. and He, he died in an awkward timing, which was like... After an episode, like at the furthest point away from the next episode, but please, what do you what, what do you, what do you have to say about Norm? What glowing tribute
2: do you have for the, <laughs> the cunt on the trophy that the died on
0: the trophy? Yeah, oh. okay. So look, I feel like you've given an amazing an amazing tribute right there. Yeah. But please,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know how many of you have, but. But I would encourage you to go and watch some highlights of him. He was he was close to fucking Nelson's height. And just yeah. think about how imposing Big Nelson is on the game. Now, imagine Big Nelson that fucking runs like before chicken steroids. <laughs> that runs like <laughs> like a like a prime Sunny Bill. You know, it was was just an absolute genetic freak. Um and the fact that it obviously it was a, it was an iconic photograph that that got him onto the trophy. But the fact that as a second rower he was so dominant in an era of the game where where there he was He was playing farmers. True, but there was half <laughs> as much fucking room as there is now.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, and, look, look, and look, I'm, publicans.
0: I'm with you. I mean, the way you feel about Norm is going to is going to come down to the way you feel about like I think if people ask a question about Norm about Norm and I think that people would a- answer the same way when they'd ask who was who's better, you know, at Jordan or LeBron. <laughs> be, I think it'd be the same way. It would be I think the same arguments that people would try and put on, you know, Jordan and diminish you know, his achievements would be the same ones that they put on even more so though because it was like you know all, you know another half a century you know earlier
1: yeah well you know the the fact that he could also come out as a stalwart of the game mm-hmm. having played the the bulk of his career for the club that is infamous with you know rapists pedophiles uh, and and harboring people of, of that quality of, of person amongst their ranks, uh, willingly, you know, to, to willingly harbour individuals like that, but yet still come out, um, you know, as, as such a, a pillar of the game, I think, goes to his character as well. So, um, well done. I'm fucking sorry Penrith dropped the voodoo trophy and killed you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know... Um, they did it for the gram, so.
0: Well, this is the thing. It's like it wasn't that they killed him with the trophy. I mean, he 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 died of old age, but for some reason, he also had two broken legs when they did the autopsy. <laughs> so, so I'm not sure they killed him, but they certainly did defile defile the body afterwards, which I think has got to be some kind of crime, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, on to Aaron Woods. I just thought I just thought I'd do that so the Dragons fans could could have a, a nice warm moment with the the history of their club um, before we just fucking drive home the stark reality of what it is now. Right, right.
0: Now, as we do this, I'm uh, I'm basically uh, testing out your uh, your video feed again. So. <laughs> um for the people who are involved in the in the chat room if uh, if uh, stepdad starts echoing again. Let
2: me know. It's it's amazing that um you know Aaron Woods has become the type of player that if your team doesn't sign him you breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> it's yeah it's a hell of a fall from grace for a oh like I'm, in i in my brain you, you know something. I
0: was I was already rationalizing in my head, like, look, we've only offered him like a, like 190 grand or something like that. It's not costing much. And he's only, he's only, you know, the, probably the fifth or sixth drop in the, in, in terms of, um, the, uh, the pecking order for, uh, for props. So, um, I was almost like, yeah, I can accept it, you know, but, um, it didn't come to that. Dragons got him. So suck it, bitches. We have dodged the uh, Aaron Woods slash Aiden Tolman fucking bullet for another another year, another, another
1: contract period. Is, is it a fall from grace though? Because I can't think of anyone that was ever happy with him at their club, except maybe Tigers fans.
0: No, but when like Tigers, Tigers loved him, and when he left, they hated it. Why? And then and then then he went to the Dogs as a as a big a, signing. It, remember the game?
2: The game was a, a lot. Quite different, but he wasn't was good at. Quite it. different. Sorry, he wasn't good at it. Yeah, look at his stats before before he left. You're a stats guy. What year? The amount of hit ups, tackles. What fucking year did he leave? I I don't know. Me either. I can't. I don't, I, care I don't to remember. But
1: I don't have the West I, Tigers almanac sitting in my
2: uh, top pocket. Maybe you should go and invest in one. Um, his his stats at that time of his career were were up there, but the game it's very different. He's I'm surprised that, that any clubs picked him up. To be quite honest,
1: Christ, he's only thirty. Mm.
0: Yeah.
2: Fucking hell! How can it feels he-
1: like
0: he's been it feels like he's been sucking forever.
1: Yeah. But yeah,
0: yeah, and look, it is fourth grade. I mean, like the the thing that makes me think. I mean, if he if he willingly went to the Dragons over uh, over Manley's offer, then he's choosing money over 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 winning, essentially, or first grade over just being like you know stuck at Blacktown waiting mm-hmm. for three props to get injured before he can get into first yeah. grade, you know. So, it, which which to me says th- that says everything about about his general character. Like he's he's there to, to get the money he can. With you know, with as little work as possible. You know what I mean?
2: It's exactly the whole epitome of him leaving Tigers.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. That was I mean, he he was that was when he was throwing the start of his stupid money, wasn't it? Because I mean he was yeah. sort of origin and and you know, captain aside the side and all that sort of thing, so but yeah. Um so yeah, look, best of luck to Aaron Woods. I hope that you I hope that he has his Aaron Woodsiest season ever while on the, uh, on the while, while on the red v <laughs> okay time for the uh the event that stops the nation the mo- the uh the moment you've all been waiting for the uh twelfth annual twilly awards Without further ado, let's just get into it. Let's do it. The first category is our team of the year, fullback. And I can imagine that this one is going to be a foregone fucking conclusion. And it is. Just to remind you, though, the nominees for the fullback position were James Tedesco, Tommy Turbo, Will Kennedy, and Nico Hines. And your winner with a total of 87.44% of the vote. Tommy Turbo. Well done. The minor placings there, Teddy uh, scooped up most of the rest with just close to 7% of the vote, and then we go down to Nico Hines, narrowly ahead of Will Kennedy for the minor places. Yep. Uh, probably only voted for by supporters of their teams. <laughs> um, so moving on to, to the second one, Team of the Year, the Wingers. So we'll go top two for go. this one, there
1: <laughs> Nice. So the nominees, Alex Johnson, Ruben Garrick, Josh Adokar, and Brian To'o. Oh, in second place with 17.84% of the vote is Ruben Garrick. So he scores one spot. The team of the year. Um, but fucking romping away with it in the largest victory in any category ever in the history of Twill Nation. <laughs> Although uh,
0: 20% behind the last one we just literally just mentioned.
1: <laughs> with 66.20 <laughs> is bizarre as the obvious winger of the year. Right.
2: So The we've go-to winger of the year.
1: <laughs> yes. So, no, what that means is that Toto's actually on both wings and <laughs> Garrick can fuck off.
0: Yeah, I think it means that, that Toho can do the fucking grunt work, and back kicks, and then we've got someone who can fucking uh, score the tries and, and kick the goals as well from the sideline. as like our, our all-time leading point scorer of the NRL for a season.
1: So um,
0: well, interesting. Talk about sexy good you, blokes. He's a sexy fucking talented bloke,
1: Reuben Talk Garrick. About, talk about Aaron Woods-like falls from grace. Josh addo Carr.
0: Well he got on the ballot, but yeah, he was he was last by a fucking last. long way looking at this,
1: yeah. Absolutely fucking last. The only
0: man. winger not to not to find his way to double digit share of the vote. That's it. Yeah. Crazy. Ugh. Um and, shit cut for a shit team. And Alex Johnson, you know, coming off a fucking year where he scored like, you know, record tries and shit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's still no, way back there. Bit of recency and grand finale bias, I think. Uh, yeah. Okay, number three is our team of the year. It's uh, it's the uh, centres. So give us the top two, Glennie.
2: So the uh, the top two uh, in second place was. Well, give
0: us all, give us all, give us all the contestants first, and then break well, down who the winners. So were.
2: the nominees were Matt Burton, Joseph Manu, Justin Olam and Dane Gagai uh coming in in second place with 17.84% of the vote is Joey Manu and um if yeah, if he, if he was still capable of smiling uh, I'm sure he'd be uh <laughs> I'm sure he'd be ecstatic and would be grinning from ear to ear but since his surgery um the best he can muster is a grunt um and in first place no real surprise uh with 51 Point one seven percent of the vote is Matt Burton, who had a magnificent yeah. season for the Panthers. So they did, and
0: who'll uh, proceed to probably not play that position again. So what? he centre finals, pl- well, yeah, but yeah, finals <laughs> winning centre, all that, all that shit.
1: <laughs> yes, look, I would fucking love if if all of those NRL rumours going around at the moment about a player who who's on a certain amount next. Year, but thinks because of his stellar season, it should be much more. And he's trying to backflip on his team. I'd fucking love that to be Matty Burton, but we'll see.
0: Wait, someone said no, no Olam. That's surprising. No, there's that. What, what Ollum is there? I mean, what are you talking about in the centers? Olam came second, from what I can maybe you out.
2: should spend more time paying attention and less time being a cunt just my suggestion dopes dopes in the chat honestly <laughs>
0: I mean you, you, you're literally the most engaged people with, did, this, with this With voting did you say Christ. Olam
1: or Manu I thought you said Joey Manu was second
0: no Ollam's Olam's clearly second I'm looking at it you what Manu was th- Marnu was third Glenn <laughs> no Jesus Christ you fucked up your first one have you Glenny? I'm looking it's at the first
1: and second oh. the team of the year is first and yeah, second yeah
2: you're right you're right you fucking dope. Well Joey Marno <laughs> would have got there if he played more games. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know if he Mate, put the put the fucking things in order. Like he has a man supposed to keep up with that. I just read There's one a and fucking two. Fucking bar graphs. Can,
0: can you see the bar graphs that are like that are massively <laughs>
2: brightly coloured? You fucking <laughs> Look, right. that's not a good start, I'll get better.
1: But I'm, I'm just picturing Glenn in the orgy, like Fuck Justin on. Just nodding, going. I definitely have the biggest dick in this place. <laughs> look, <congratulations, laughs> I can definitely congratulations. say that's never been
2: uttered by me ever. <laughs> well, the way you assess bar graphs, I'm genuinely surprised. <laughs> Mine looks like, like the, the Dane Gaggers' effort in this. Look, in this let's, I don't. Tally. I don't
0: like. You know, this. This. This is not school, but I mean, I just want you to know that the the biggest graph is the is the the best. <laughs> and when we want two two in a category, we want the two biggest ones. Okay, so so can oh, we just please just I get please it. for the I get it for the people playing at home the centres in the team of the year. Joey Manu. Matt Burton, <laughs> fuck up, Matt Burton and Justin Olam. And yeah. Justin Olive had over ten percent more of the more of the vote than Joey Manu did. So uh, it wasn't even close. Yeah, so he please can't, don't
1: lock us in a car until we agree. That the fucking stubby bar graph is okay.
2: I would like to lock you in a car with a pipe from the exhaust running into the window with the engine running. That's what I would like to fucking do. Well, jokes on you, it'd be a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: anyway, you know, that was, that was, uh, thank you very much to uh, Ruin Sims for guesting on that last Category for us. <laughs> we'll bring glennie back for the next one. Um, <laughs> but the next one uh, is uh, the team of the year is five eighth, and your nominees were Cam Munster, Kieran Foran, Cody Walker, and Jerome Luai, and your winner, with a monstrous seventy point seven percent of the vote, was Cody Walker, leaving uh, Luai, Foran, and Munster to. Uh, make up the numbers with a small percentage between
1: them Tell you what, hope no one twilly team of the year ever plays can take an intercept
2: <laughs> <laughs> so who was the other five eight of the year nathan well it's not how this works glenn fuck's sake <laughs>
0: Yeah, are we going to have to explain the, the basic? I mean, <laughs> I know you had a, I know you had, you had a couple of years off, but I mean, you've done this many fucking times. I like you've done this probably five or six times. It's been imagine. a long day. My bad. You know? <laughs> oh, my so that takes us to you, stepdad, to reveal our uh, team of the year
1: halfback. Fantastic. So looking at the nominees for halfback of the year, uh, Adam Reynolds. Jerome Hughes, somehow, Daly Cherry Evans.
0: Oh, one of the top five
1: players of the year, mm, according
0: to the Daly Ams.
1: Not even top five manly players, but and Nathan Cleary, and have been vindicated with, uh, oh, it's another record, the largest winning margin in the history of the Twillies, uh, <laughs> 78.87% <laughs> of the vote, going to Nathan Cleary. Can absolutely one, fucking wallop.
0: Can home. can one of the listeners who are observant, and this is you know potentially like a a clevo situation. What is the biggest winning margin we've ever had for a category? Because like I would have expected like Tommy to be the record, and I mean he's he's almost cracked ninety percent. But I think I'm pretty sure we've we've probably had over ninety percent for a
1: category in the past. I think there were, there would have been a couple of Teddy seasons where he was just that far and above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I want to say their um, yeah, second place was Jerome Hughes with 8.9. Oh, sorry, it was Reynolds with 9.8. Oh, yeah,
0: just just narrowly, yep. That's it. Okay, Glennie.
1: Um, underrated season from Hughes, I think. I think he deserved to be better than that.
0: Yeah, I just think that...
1: Fantastic season, nowhere near as injury-prone as Reynolds.
0: <laughs> Although Adam Reynolds, after taking our advice on board... Did, yeah, I mean, I actually think that if, if it wasn't for us calling out his absolute injury-prone nature, I think that, uh, you know, they may have won the grand final because he forced himself to play with, you know, to, to basically... to Prove us wrong. To prove us wrong, he took the field in the grand final with the groin injury and, uh, you know, those two goals. I mean, if you yeah. had given them to the Taffy, you know, it may have been a different story.
2: That's it. All right, Glenny, next one is Team of the Year, Locke. The nominees... For the lock position in the team of the year, Jason Taumalolo, Isaiah Yo, Tino, and Cameron Murray. And the winner, let me just double check on the bar graph and the percentages, with 52.11% of the vote and very well deserved, is Isaiah Yo man that uh, well, I've the, grown to appreciate greatly this season watching him closely and um, yeah fucking one of the most footballer. valuable players to any team in the comp yeah and and, and I and,
0: and your mate it's fucking uh, old old Ming the merciless uh Todd <sighs> has a lot to fucking answer for for producing a season when Jason Tamololo Jason fucking Tomlolo yeah, can garner himself less than two percent of the vote yeah. in in the category of lock. Um yeah. fairly well contested though between Isaiah Yo and Cameron Murray and you know, I guess yeah, both grand final locks. Both so,
2: great uh, players too. I appreciate yeah, yeah, I, I, I appreciate absolutely. Cam Murray.
1: I, I think just in, in terms of like pure lock forward play, you, you would say that they are just about equal, I think. I think it's just Yo's ability to ball play mm. yeah. that, that sets him above.
0: So. Okay, so that brings us to our team of the year. Second row. And uh, our, our nominees were the Dallium second row, William Kickout, Angus Crichton, Amoli Olukowatu, and Isaiah Papali'i. And an absolute dominant victory with 67, just under 68% of the vote going to you winner know, Isaiah Papali and then trailing way back uh, just under 20% Angus Crichton takes the other spot mm. and big <laughs> Da no yeah big season That's, I mean it was it was great but I, I wouldn't I would never have I would never have thought that he would uh dominate the vote to that level oh. but uh, especially given, the, you know, like, you know, Kick-Out was a, you know, the Dally M Ben. I mean, yeah, well, and, I know that was, and I know there was criticism of him getting that Team of the Year second row in, in, in the Dally Ms, but, um, good to show, that it's good to see that the people uh, of Twill Nation yeah. who vote actually have a fucking brain and don't just
1: or toe eyes. the line, you know? <clears throat> yeah, eyes. <clears throat> spot on. Spot on. Next Prop. up, the props. Let's go. Prop of the Year. Um... Your candidates are Daniel Saifidi. How the fuck? Daniel Saifidi. I
0: oh, know. I was uh, surprised too, but then I had to, when it was suggested, I actually looked into it. I was like, holy fuck, yeah, he actually did have a, a far better season than I would ever have okay. <laughs> credited him for.
1: Um, Marie Hargreaves, uh, The Fish, James Fisher-Harris, and the Payne Haas. <laughs> and very, very close here. It's a runner-up. Spot with 38.97% of the vote is James Fisher-Harris uh, leaving first place and the starting spot uh, to Payne Haas with 44.13%. And That's... as far as dominant performances from props go, like Fish had a magnificent year all up and, and was great every single game. But fuck me, there were some, some games where Haas just put that entire team on his yeah. back. Yeah, and and fair
2: fair front row those two. Imagine them yeah. starting a game for any team. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. it. Give me a break. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. it.
0: And we, and if you're thinking of the team of the year as an actual team to take the field, yeah, It's like I I just love it for like the age of the guys and shit as well. You know, like if you yeah, if sport. you're putting the team together and you had the luxury of putting those two guys on as your starting rotation, yeah, I mean, fucking look out. All right, Glenny. Next one's yours. Team of the year. It's the uh, hooker.
2: A. uh... An award that was dominated um, my first stint on the show um, every single year to my memory with record winning margins every year by this Robbie Farah. Some of that, that may be made up. Um, did, did, did Robbie Farah ever? He had to have. Had to have. Hmm. Someone go back and look. The nominees for the hookup. Of the year, Damien Cook, Brandon the Cheese, Hectic Cheese Smith, Appy Coruscant, and Reed Marney. And the winner, with a tick over 67% of the vote, is the Cheese, Brandon Smith, uh, who had a great year. Um, probably his last year in Melbourne. <laughs> who knows? He might be in jail. Um, He's going to be uh, in the sights of the the Dolphins franchise uh, come next twenty twenty three. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. There was there was talk of trying to get him and Munster. I don't know that they'll be successful with either. But
0: isn't isn't it? it uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's Reid Reed, Murray, Marnie, Harry or Harry Grant and Munster. Yeah, okay. much the, the three big targets. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Fuck. Look,
1: I'm I'm surprised Cheese won that because I reckon he played a total of fucking three games all year with the amount of times that weak cunt spent on the sideline.
0: Wow, yeah. strong strong words there. And fucking just looking at, just looking paper. at the at the minor placings, tissue
1: paper he's made out of
0: the minor placings. Yeah, read read Marnie way back on like around twelve percent, and then Appy around eleven, and then Damian Cook on uh, just under nine. Mm.
2: So it's fairly convincing.
0: Yeah, fairly convincing and fairly well fought amongst the other three. Um, next one up, it's mine. Uh, category number ten is the uh, interchange, and uh, the interchange player. This was a fucking hard one to fill out. I was, I remember asking you guys and putting it to the the group and everything yeah. as well. You kept
2: just, asking, and I kept answering. I don't fucking know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was tough, but there were three almost consensus picks that are across the board. So I just threw those guys in there, and um, Benji Marshall. Harry Grant and Connor Watson, and uh, look, you know, I would love to have eight people in this category and pick four and like really fill out a proper team, but the fucking the it just the, the options just weren't weren't there from the consensus group. And so your uh, team of the year interchange player with a winning percentage of uh, just under forty five percent, Harry Grant. Benji uh, came in uh, about thirty seven percent, and then Connor Watson was back under eighteen. Yeah.
1: Which which is very interesting because you know, like, think about interchange players. Like Big Nelson was an interchange player. Mm. How the fuck was he not the most dominant?
0: Yeah, and how how, how the fuck did not the single person suggest him as an option? That's it. Like, no, well. it's fucking it's it, it's it's <laughs> fucking crazy. Good help, good help is hard to find sometimes. Um, mm. and I mean that was in the Facebook group and the Patreon and everything. Like,
2: and six emails between us, and none of us come yeah. up with him either. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, but we we don't want to, you know. If you
0: guys need to uh, learn how to stack fucking stack the ballot, if you guys need to learn how to take or give an offload, <laughs> go to nrl.com forward of, slash state of mind slash pick your fucking twilly candidates, you cunts, slash get fucked. Um, the next one's yours, Jay. It's the uh, 2021 player of the, of the year.
1: year. And the nominees were Teddy cody walker nathan cleary and tommy turbo in fact it does it trigger anybody else when people call him turbo tom who do, who does who does that uh fuckhead commentators
0: yeah is there one guy is there I, like one of them that sort I of pushes know. that or
1: i i don't know yeah you know i I feel like some people listening to this show when I just can't identify which person is who, even though they've said their name multiple times. Um,
0: but it's probably the yeah. same people. It's the same sort of people that call the <laughs> Melbourne Rugby League side the Storm instead of the correct name, the Storms. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, you just get those people who just yeah, people just want to watch people burn. People, people who people who pronounce the th in Penrith when knowing clearly that's not how it's pronounced.
1: Go Storms So Um, Player of the year Runner up uh, With 21.13% Of the vote Was Nathan Cleary uh, Leaving first place With 68% To Tommy Turbo Legend He's second As Bill Daly
0: The The uh... Next one, Glenny. It's yours. It's captain of the year.
2: Look out! Yeah.
0: The captain of the side is, yeah, uh, you know, potentially someone that's not going to not, not <laughs> made the side. But uh, I guess it's just the captain of the year and not the captain of the team.
1: Yeah, that's like the the ultimate curtsy. <laughs> <man>.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So true. Uh, so the nominees for captain of the year, not the captain of the team of the year of the Twillies. <laughs> Just the captain, captain on of the, the year. bench. <laughs> uh, James Tedesco. The captain on the
0: selection cutting room floor.
2: <laughs> Daily, Cherry Evans, Isaiah Yo, and Adam Reynolds. 40.85% um, of the vote in first place for James Tedesco, who copped a little bit more criticism this year for, for being a bit of a ball hog at certain parts of the season more criticism than I think he's ever attracted in his career uh but you can't fault his effort and, and willingness to try and drag that team uh with all the adversity and injuries that they had um he he still had a great year individually and also as as captain of of the roosters so well deserved teddy I agree so we
0: move on to the thirteenth category and it's the rookie of the year. Now this one, uh, when you look at the Dally M's, it seemed like it was a, a, a two horse race between Sam Walker and Reese Walsh. And then when Reese Walsh was caught with the cocaine, it um, invalidated his, you know, ability to win the award, and then Sam Walker kind of won it by default. So here we are in a fair fight. We don't care if they're on the bags. We just want to get the we just want to get the right person for the for the award.
1: Yeah, that's it. So eh? the
0: so the contenders were Sam Walker. Reese Walsh. Dane Laurie. At your fucking insistence, Glennie. Yes. Correct. Repeated insistence. Correct. And I, I, just, I, I, had, I just gave you, I had to give you one eventually. I gave you one. And uh, Jaden Campbell. And the winner with 41.4% of the vote, Sam Walker. Oof. Unassisted victory. And uh, that settles the rookie of the year. Definitively, Reese Walsh did finish second with twenty seven point four percent of the vote. Uh, Dane Laurie was back in third with just over sixteen uh, a percent or two ahead of uh, Campbell.
1: This wasn't his rookie season, though.
0: What's that? Yeah, no, this, it, it wasn't his no debut life. season, but it was his rookie season. Okay. He yeah, he didn't. It, he, he debuted for Panthers, but he only played fuck all, like not enough to to contaminate uh, his yeah, okay. yeah, rookie campaign.
1: Cool. So Dane Laurie's now Ben Simmons. Great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, he's not turning up to he's not turning up to the fucking um, women's soccer team <laughs> training venue, just practicing by himself and not fucking doing any drills, right?
1: Dane Laurie has not performed his club-sanctioned eight thousand quad stretches.
2: <laughs> 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 oh, that's how he broke his leg. <laughs> Excessive <laughs> quad stretching <laughs> snapped his tibia.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. You uh, you're up 14. Coach of the Year. Or oh, Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year. And the nominees were Wayne Bennett, Trent Robinson, Des Hasler, Ivan Cleary, Craig Bellamy. Uh, the winner with 33.3% uh, Robbo at the Roosters, which everyone thought he was Coach of the Year.
0: Rewarded I guess for dragging the least the furthest. Yeah. I guess. And not and not not just necessarily the least, but also like the most disrupted week on week as well, you know. With mm-hmm. players getting injured and, you know, dropping yeah, you know, there's a there's a period there where there was yeah, each week it was another fucking
1: catastrophic injury. Mm. So I'll tell you what though. For for mine, Wayne was coach of the year. Um just for the trajectory he put that team on. Three weeks out, three rounds before the finals, no one was talking about South Sydney. It was Penrith and Melbourne Mm. and then Manly were the the only other viable option if you were Mm, talking about premiership contenders. No one was talking about South Sydney. They got fucking trounced. Like that had 50 put on them during the year. Twice. They got they got yeah. fucked up by Penrith and then coming in, like the trajectory they were on to beat Penrith in the, in the first round and then to go on and so convincingly earn their spot in the grand final. Um, that was the pointy end of coaching. But, you know, and Robbo did a great job. I think you know all season. Obviously, like you said, like dealing with mm. fucking adversity, like no other. Courage. You know, the
0: the thing is, like the this this category, I think, as far as the actual um, nominees are concerned, was possibly the best the best one because there was a reason for everybody. Yeah, like Bellamy. It. You know, they had the, like the nineteen in a row. Mm, and, you know, yep. Cleary's grand final. Desi took, like, a second last to, to fucking, you know, one game out of the grand final. Trent Robinson for the reason he won, of course, and Bennett for the reasons you mentioned. So it was a... um, Yeah, great field. Just great field. Yeah, you know, probably the best field in the entire awards, to be honest. Glenny, you're up. Oh,
2: prestigious one, this. Sp- Grub of the year. Speaking of great fields, this is a closely contested category. Um... The nominees for Grub of the Year are uh, Latrell Mitchell, Tyrone May, Kane Evans, and Justin Pascoe. Now, the top three in this category, all separated by 4% of the vote. <laughs> um, but the most closely contested field of the night yeah. so far. <laughs> um, so in third place uh, was Latrell Mitchell with 29.58% of the vote.
0: Closely, that might be. I okay, think that's recency bias yeah, too. Like yeah.
2: the fact that Latrell wasn't there for the last sort of four weeks of the year. Um, my, my pick for grab of the Year, uh, Justin Pascoe, second with thirty one point four six percent of the vote. But the winner, and I won't say clear cut choice, but certainly deserved of the title. Uh, Tyrone May with thirty three point eight percent of the vote, and um, yeah, every breathing. every uh, deserved uh, every every part of that award, and certainly epitomizes the term "grub." In and really, opinion. the
0: reason that he, I think, the reason he got that extra couple of percentage points to win this this field, I think, it was just because he played until the very end of the season. Even after the season, to be perfectly honest, yeah. I mean he was he was still putting like like Latrell. Obviously, you know through his actions, he ruled himself out a month before the end of the competition. So I was out of sight, out of mind. Which which really, when you put it when you put it that way, then you look at Pasco and you go, wow. I mean, like Tiger Town, it also finished well before the end of the season. <laughs> but, uh,
2: but he he's made like his such he made mark. his mark. <laughs>
0: Right, so we come to number 16. The uh, category is the hit of the year. And now the uh, the hit of the year, there was uh, a number, and this, the amount of fucking YouTubing and shit that had to be done to try and narrow these down. Uh, your contenders were a tackle made by Victor Radley on Momorowski. Corey Harawira Naira's illegal shot on Jerome Hughes. <laughs> Will Chambers on Dylan Walker. And uh Hamoli Olaquatu and Fletcher Baker, which was in the second week of the finals. And your winner, fairly close field. Your winner though, with a total of thirty three percent of the vote, was Corey Harouir and Naira's the legal shot on Jerome Hughes. Oh Jesus. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so does that mean like yeah, Chad on Ponga would have been a
1: <laughs> a good chance last year? Um, <laughs> didn't they <I> get nominated? <laughs>
0: probably. It may have been... I don't know if it was a grub thing or not. I can't remember.
1: I I can't remember fucking
0: anything from three weeks ago, let alone
1: <laughs> you know,
0: another season. Uh, you're up, Stepdad, for number 17, which is the hashtag NRL Chaos finish of the year. Mm. So... Let's explain these, just to remind people uh, what they all were as well.
1: Nomination for these... Uh, Broncos versus Roosters, round 22.
0: Which is Broncos seemingly had that one in the bag in a big upset against the the injured Roosters.
1: Yep. Um, After, after they'd beat them. Yep. A couple of weeks before. uh, Roosters versus Titans, week one of the finals. And of
0: course, that's the, the chaos of Bow a huge break down the left hand side towards the end of the the end of the game, and uh, one tackle left to go. And
1: yep, Corey
0: uh, could have passed it to Fafita to trample him over, or he could have uh, basically done anything except go himself. Go himself. Oh, sorry, no, yeah, he had Herbert, to pass it to Herbert. sorry Herb, Herbert could have passed it to Corey, or he could have sent it to sent it to Fafita, and yep. um, and instead he sort of went went himself until it was too late and passed over the sideline. Game over
1: um my favorite end to a game ever not involving Penrith in a grand final ever hmm. tigers versus souths round 6 which of course <laughs> was
0: the the game in extra time where tom burgess blasted through the, the tigers defense uh slammed the ball down for a try that looked like perhaps it had come loose and the ball was scooped up in the in-goal area by luke brooks as uh the tigers players were tasting the agony of defeat. The South players were rejoicing in their victory and Brooksy's picked up the ball and run length of the field, scored under the post, trailed by the referee who awarded the try and then they went back and took a a good hard look at it and decided that no, Tom Burgess actually had scored that try and Brooksy's little legs had pumped 110 metres for nothing.
1: Fantastic. Um, And last Not for the only time this season. Warriors versus Tigers. Yeah, yeah twin.
0: Brooksy's Little Legs Pumping Part 2, <laughs> the sequel, Electric Boogaloo. And uh, this was a game where the Tigers kind of had it in their keeping. They lost it. And then, uh, and as they as they tried to mount their comeback, numerous things happened. There was the the famous uh, where they had like a tackle about three meters out and no one went to dummy half to, to, for the next play when they had the Warriors absolutely on the fucking ropes. And uh, it ultimately ended, though, with uh, Brooksy blocking a, a grubber kick from the uh, the Warriors and the ball ricocheted up and he bounced off him and he picked it up and little legs pumped him down about 90 metres down the field to score the try, the match winner. And it was called back because as the ball uh, bounced up, it, it came off it his uh, bicep and it was
1: a knock-on. Um, was that also the one where they kicked a out Yeah, that was. A yeah, and,
0: and they, and they, and <laughs> they charged making. through with the, the old Roycey 91, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, and the winner of that category um, complete and utter recency bias it's the fucking wrong answer you Gronks uh, Roosters first Titans week one of the finals with 42.25% I'm fucking filthy fucking robbing, I'm fucking filthy robbing, about that
0: result to be honest
1: robbing Luke Brooks of the only valid award he could possibly have won this season <laughs> in a
0: category in which he was nominated two of the four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is the most Brooks thing ever
0: Uh the legs are pumped for the third time this season, and uh, and look, it wasn't a huge win though. It was only a couple of percentage points ahead of the Tigers versus Souths game, and uh, and this just this proves that um, democracy doesn't work.
2: It doesn't. You can't
1: have
2: those things. Good times,
0: Lenny, This one actually fell on you legitimately, and I and I would have given this one to you anyway to to read out but it actually fell on you just going you know one for one and it's uh, the real dad memorial player who only shows up once per season
2: well quite frankly is offensive um and i feel like the award needs to be renamed
0: <laughs> we will be renaming it going forward i mean obviously this was <laughs> the name of the award a couple of, <laughs> uh, a couple of seasons
1: so can we have the real dad award for the player with the shittest taste in music
2: Why are you the way you are? And this is a question, maybe this is a fucking category that we need to put to a vote.
1: Maybe someone just paved over the paradise of my fucking soul.
2: If your soul was ever fucking paradise, it should be in a museum.
1: Well, it's not now. They paved paradise.
0: (laughs) But they could have used really nice pavers. (laughs)
2: The Real Dad Memorial.
1: I'm Jay from National
2: (laughs) Times. Hello. (laughs) Fucking Jesus. The Real Dad Memorial player. (coughs) Excuse me. The Real Dad Memorial player who only shows up once per season. Hotly contested category. Some fucking names in this one. Valentine Holmes. Dylan Edwards, Chad Townsend, and Kaelin Ponga. And taking it out was Kalen Ponga with 36.15% of the vote. Second place, Valentine Holmes with 28.64. And third place, the Chad, 19.72. There you go, Knights fans. Cops a lot of flack. Cops a lot of flack. Kaelin Ponga.
1: Um. I'll tell you what, I will instantly reverse my opinion on Kalen Ponga if he leaves to join the Dolphins. Oh, 100%.
0: Me too. 100%. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that brings us to number 19. Uh, It is the Decline of the Year. Your nominees, the Canberra Raiders, the West Tigers, Peter Volandis, and Trent Barrett. And your winner in a tough battle... The margin being forty point nine three percent versus thirty six point two eight percent. Your winner for the decline of the year, narrowly over the West Tigers who finished second. Your Canberra Raiders, the Green Machine, yeah, well deserved. And it really, oh, that that's the correct answer as well. You know, it's not it's not just, you know, not being funny or anything. It's just what a fucking nightmare year. Where and it's kind of you know culmination of a nightmare two years. But gee, it really came right. home to roost. This season for the old, uh, for the milk. The milk's gone bad. Very, very bad. Wish I had more hands. Give titties, four thumbs down. Stepdad, you're up. Jeez. Number 20, hashtag it's a hashtag the hashtag of the
1: year. Um, The fucking old faithful, Tiger's in decline.
0: It's incredible uh, that it can still poll yeah. so strongly every year. I mean, this year was a pretty good Tigers decline year, though. You got to be honest. It was. it was. The decline was televised this year.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fuck yeah! Oh god! Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, someone in the chat says, "Don't get, don't get Danny started." You know what? I expect you to be a Ponga fan for life, and to switch over to the Dolphins when they start. Um, the other uh, two options were hashtag illegitimate joy, um, which look I never really got behind, even though it was you know my team making fun of somebody else. But I don't know, I just never did it for me. Or making fun of the Tigers uh,
0: of all teams as well, you know?
1: Exactly. I know I should like that that hashtag much more, but yeah. um, and hashtag fuck the Broncos, which was your winner with forty eight point three six percent of the vote, uh, which means that. Some Broncos fans even voted for it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> right, Glennie. Twenty-one is the twill episode of the year.
2: So the nominees for the episode of the year. Uh, episode- this is another one
0: that's like pulling teeth, isn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, it's so fucking. Hard. It's, it's so. It's so hard. Difficult. We need
2: to, Very close. We, we need to kill this. We week.
0: need to figure out some sort of. Uh, I don't know, like a like a M esque. System, so we can keep track of which are the ones that should be nominated at the end of the year. You know, I guarantee. And I'm not sure. And I'm not sure what sort of. And I'm not sure what sort of metric because you can't use metrics like uh you know the number of downloads and stuff because the downloads peak and flow as the general public's interest in the rugby league season you know peaks and flows. So it always you know, as teams go mathematical, their fans
2: tend to drop off the rugby podcast, the rugby league podcast scene. So. Uh, So back to the nominees, episode 398, Defendatron 3000, Uh, episode 409, Tribus, episode 412, The Bush Doctor, one of my personal favourites, and episode 437, Personal Barber, and the winner, (laughs) with 34.27% of the vote is episode 437, Personal Barber. <laughs> who we just visited. Now, we just visited what a week I ago. Saw it,
0: I saw you tag him on Facebook saying, that you know, blah, blah, in this episode there was chat about him. Yeah. Did you actually listen to it? And he, Did he say anything about he it? He
2: did. And he goes, do you know the funny thing is that I listened to that and Ash Taylor came in that day for a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So... Um, so hang on,
1: he's not even Ash Taylor's personal barber. Ash Taylor just goes there for haircuts.
2: Goes to his house, yeah. yeah it's all, all good. Um, so is he moving over to New Zealand with him? Uh, no, actually, he's moving to Brisbane. So we may need to find another personal barber or we've got a hell of a fucking drive to get the children's So here's haircut. the thing,
1: if, if you had to give a list of a 1,000 jobs... That would surprise you that people do out of their house. A barber is not on that list.
2: No. No. <laughs> I don't take your point. Yeah, what are you? What? That just because he goes to his house
1: doesn't make it special, right? <laughs> As opposed like to just he was, going to if and he, waiting if he in went line to his house, at a barber if shop. If you went to his house. For brain surgery, that would be unusual, <laughs> and something that you would say, "Well, yeah, oh, that's his personal fuck, fucking I would like hero to surgery. perform
2: brain surgery on you at my house with a hammer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I we'll call that Noffa conversion.
0: <laughs> well. Now, um, now, fellas, uh, I'll have to I'll have to text it to you because um, what we don't have in these results is this year there were a couple of awards that we have uh, elected to just award unilaterally basically based, based on our opinions as based on our opinions, because of the lack of, uh, yeah, you know, contenders, you know, essentially. Um, so I'm just putting them in, uh, the, in the chat now. So you guys can take one of one of them each and, um, you can go first if you want. Um, stepdad. And you can take the you take the other one, Lenny. Mm-hmm. But so the next one, we go the Rookie of the Year.
1: I I'm gonna award my personal favourite Gronk of the Year.
0: Oh, you're gonna do Gronk? Okay, yeah, go for it.
1: Yes, Gronk of the Year. This is because. Ca-
0: Sorry, go ahead. Before you before you say the, who the winner is, I just wanted to register my disappointment in general Gronk community uh, around the show. Traditionally, yeah. this has been. An extremely hard fought category every year. Yeah. With multiple viable options to take it out. This year, however, though, it just wasn't.
1: I was fucking hopeful. Um I had all my hopes. Again, it was like a fucking it was like the Ben Simmons journey all over again. I saw this fucking young man come in. Blasted the roof off the arena with his first couple of appearances. I'm talking about my man, Kyle, who came in and spoke for everyone. <laughs>
0: yep, yep. Um, Killer.
1: But then, fucking... I mean,
0: he came out three Dalian points in his debut.
1: Yeah, that's it. Like, it gave him six Dalian points because, fuck, we we'll are just giving the next game's points yep. based off this performance. Yeah. Um, but passed up open dunks. Just, just didn't really go on with it. Which could very much mean that, you know... He has a life and does other things yeah, apart yeah. from hang out in fucking podcast, nah. social media groups. <laughs> um, he doesn't strike know, me as that, that kind of guy. Entirely possible. Um, one thing I've noticed about about some OGs, when the OGs fucking Gronk, they have they have fucking conviction about it. Mm-hmm. They're fucking Gronking. These new millennial Gronks, they hit a bit of Gronk pressure and they fucking fold. They fold. So next year, I expect better. Fucking run harder, cunts. Um, but this person embodies everything I love about a Gronk uh, in that they do it in the right spirit, in that they, they've they never actually Gronked at someone that I can... Or, or in any great, great way. Well, it's not that it's not you at know?
0: someone. It's a, that it's at everyone and no one all at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which
1: Like, so... So here's this thing Like he's actually like probably the the closest thing we have to a Buddhist fucking <laughs> thing um, but the Gronk of the Year uh, fucking well deserved super Grover true OG true friend of the show not his first um, time and has now got a fucking better track record than his shit cunt team so he's kept going uh, as they have declined so well done
0: and now just looking in the in the, the, the chat at the moment, Chris says, The decline in Gronk of the Year has coincided with Twitter and Zuckerberg cracking down on language and, in quotes, bullying. I think Grover winning Gronk of the Year absolutely disproves that because he got fucking zucked about five times and he got zucked so bad that Facebook put him on post approval where we had to approve his post for a full month before they would turn up on the Facebook group. So... As 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 probably the person who was zucked the most in the group, he still managed to take it out. So so uh, you know have, you can make excuses.
1: Mit I don't in there. Some of us gronk twenty four seven. No look see you know what? Nah nah Some, look you know maybe you do maybe you do gronk twenty four seven, um but it's gonna take someone fucking special to knock him just just as it took someone special in the form of the greatest team in the history of rugby league to knock
2: Melbourne off their pedestal? I can't this mic off, please, mate? Uh, You're sick, talking about Manly in sick, 2008. sick of this shit. It's all right. Why
0: you, you, you got to be like that, Glenny? We'd let you talk if the West Tigers won something. <laughs> <however. Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a hard
0: part, isn't it? Though like winning, winning is a hard part, isn't it? Yeah, look, it? <laughs> that's a that's a
2: difficult that's a difficult proposition.
0: Now, uh, uh, The next one, that's that's you. You can do the rookie, Glennie, the rookie of the Once
2: year again. Uh, was taken out by an individual who is a rookie in every sense of the word. Is um, a rookie in the fact that he's done fuck all, um, and he's uh, he's made a, a fairly lame attempt. Uh, to to integrate himself into the community. Um, He's a rookie in the fact that he thought that uh, he was going to step to the wrong fucking person very early on in the season and then realised quite quickly the error of his ways and spent the rest of an entire fucking calendar year trying to repent and uh, find the good graces of the great one, um, unsuccessfully so I might add. Um, but you, I mean, like we, we talked about
0: all the emails back and forth about getting nominees for categories and stuff, Glennie, and you specifically nominated this person for rookie of the year because the and because and I quote,
2: Jay, can you cut this head cunt's game? Off. Head
0: game strong. <laughs> you said you said you said his head game is strong, so he should it's- be the rookie. That that that's a, that's a direct quote
2: it's good's it's got so, a massive fucking head it's got a head so did you know did you
1: know that that actually means he gives good head when you said that like is that something you you've heard the kids say yeah. and, and you are sitting there
2: going I'm, I'm glad yeah, mate the kids you hang you, you with some only you only got a lame fucking swish message what, what did you get well how do you think I know his head game strong <laughs> that's so that's the rookie right. of the year. Without blown, any further ado, it now, we know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, young Mitch Kelly, aka Ned. Ned says, go fuck yourself. There we go. Congratulations, fella.
0: Uh, strong first season. Backing it up the real key, though. <clears throat> now, we move on to the MVC, uh, the most valuable contributor for 2021. And uh, our contenders were. Some long term, long time people that you know really deserve the noms, and uh, so we got them in there this year. Then, uh, James Whetstone and uh, Terry Bull, Grover in there as well, and uh, finally, uh, Steve, aka I think he's changed his name on Twitter now to like Old Mate Steve or something. He's given up the Tigers, he's not one eyed Tiger anymore. His old mate, his old mate, uh, old mate Steve. Who, for those in the Facebook group, would know uh, that after every every episode, he would do a inspirational style meme with a quote from Glennie from the episode. So um, I felt that this one was pretty much was a my no-brainer. conclusion. And uh, while it's not the biggest margin of the night, 60% on the button, actually, for Steve, the uh, MVC Champy. for 2021. Uh, second place, Grover a long way back in the early 20s but uh you backed up the Gronk for second place in this one as well so congratulations there Steve uh, very well deserved uh, I I was so close to just awarding this one unilaterally as well because I felt like the margin was so great but I did want to recognize the other guys on the ballot because uh your contributions are all uh, extremely valuable and uh, uh thanks so much for the uh Absolute uh, shitposting that you that you provide on a daily <laughs> basis in some cases, um, and that takes us to our our final, to our final category, and it's the uh, the revelation of the twenty twenty one NRL season. This one was a real um, eclectic mix of nominees, such as Tiger Town and Michael Maguire, Tommy mm. Turbo's season, the return of Glenn. God, my and mate. the Roosters, and the Roosters, making the finals despite their injury toll. And your winner with a total margin, a uh, total percent of fifty nine point five three percent. Good margin over the second place was just under twenty two percent. And the the winner, the revelation of the twenty twenty one NRL season is the return of Glennie. Oh, stop, stop it. it. Well done. And uh, beating out uh, Tiger Town, which <laughs> was back there in about 22%. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, I think that award
1: just lost was like- <laughs> I was,
2: I was going to say, I, mean, cons- I was going to say, considering we had a... Uh- How can you come <laughs> second, but still bring everyone else in the field down?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... There you have it. That is that is the Twillies for twenty twenty one. Uh, I'm I'm impressed with the community as a whole in terms of the the way they went in terms of nominations and votes for the team categories. Uh, for the team of the year, and I feel like we got a stronger team than the Dally M one trotted out, and uh, most of the time, I think we got. I think they they got it pretty right. I think it's still going to drive me crazy that fucking. Uh, that NRL chaos one. It really <laughs> should have been that tiger Souths game, but otherwise, yeah, I think people pretty much got it right. But um, the Tigers finished the year on a high with uh, yourself and and Steve taking out the last two <laughs> the last two categories of the night. If if we but, could uh... just
2: get, if I could just get get a little bit serious just for a second, um, I don't think and and I did touch on it um, briefly with you, Nate whilst uh Jay was in the merchandise line on grand final night. But um coming back this year is is been massive for me personally. And um I was probably a little bit lost over the last uh sort of last couple of years before coming back to the show um personally and, and mentally and um when when Nate reached out and, and asked if I was interested in coming back, I I I jumped at the chance and uh have zero regrets. It's um you know, I'll I'll admit um and I don't like to admit when pieces of shit like Kyle and Ned uh may be onto something, but um it was a bit of a shaky start and took me time to find my feet, but um, you know, now we're here and you know, we've got another season in the books and uh I just wanna say thank you to, to you two first and foremost, um, for for everything and, and having me you know welcoming me back and um, for fucking mercilessly fucking hammering me and just iron iron sharpening iron every fucking week and I really had to step up my game just to stay alive uh, which I appreciate but um, it's you know it's it's really I don't think either of you truly understand how much it means to, to be back on the show and and what it's done for me personally and and um so thank you both for that but also thank you to the the entire tool nation community and and um for for listening and uh the banter and um steve obviously for the, for the memes every week fucking brilliant I've, I've loved those as well and um so everyone that that's reached out and um you know in support or, or bantered with me or or listened to me talk shit uh in what has been a pretty ordinary fucking season for my team obviously but um yeah, so that's enough seriousness. Thank you very much, everybody. I appreciate you.
0: Exciting news down here in Australia, folks. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package. The ultimate package includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard it right, it's 4.0 now, baby. Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming, have done it again to make your grooming game next level. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new Performance Package 4.0 by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code TWILNATION.
1: Unheralded benefit. Everyone that has your Manscaped products, what I advise you to do now is go to your bathroom, Put your hands in the air and use that miraculous 4.0 on your underarms. We talk a lot about how your balls will thank you or making sure your mum doesn't choke on pubes, all these things. But one of the unheralded advantages is how much fresher, cleaner and less stinky you are with smooth as balls literally armpits the fourth generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology that 7000 rpm motor makes your life cleaner and smell better get on it you stinky fucks <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can see all the deal with manscapes liquid formulations their crop preserver ball deodorant for leaving the house and crop reviver ball toner for a mid-game ball check. I use these. I came out into the house, gave my wife a little kiss on the cheek in the kitchen. Still have my towel wrapped around me because I'm I'm, a, I'm fucking bang up for the sexy times in the kitchen. She said, you smell so fucking good. So good. She said, what deodorant? What cologne are you wearing? I said, babe, it's my balls. Do you want to have a smell? She declined politely, but I can tell you, your missus might just say, you know what, I'm just going to have a little whiff. Whip em out, let me have a little whiff, and the crop preserver and the reviver, just the sexy time will be coming your way. You can thank us for it later. How lucky are you that you didn't walk into the kitchen and she went, have you been to see Nate? <laughs> <laughs> what do you smell like Nate's balls
0: <laughs> get 20% off plus free shipping with the code twillnation at manscaped.com that is 20% off plus free shipping with the code man- twillnation at manscaped.com throw it in all caps your balls have been through enough this past year treat them with the best tools for the job from manscaped what
1: yeah good, how yeah. yeah, fucking good and look to to echo that you know at this time last year, we were you know i I guess coming out of covid mm. um you know we we weren't in lockdown up here, Sydney wasn't in lockdown, Melbourne wasn't either, if I remember correctly um and and I think Christmas last was Christmas last year relatively normal.
0: It certainly was for us.
1: Could mm. yeah, um, but but I think this year's been more trying on on many people for different reasons. Um, you know the last year there was there was lockdowns and there was a lot of uncertainty, but there was also a lot of support there in in terms of you know the the government payments and yeah. And all this stuff this year, there seemed to be less of that, um, and also Sydney and ended up with a really protracted lockdown as well. That's it. So Sydney suffered an, an incredible lockdown this year, and the people of Sydney did an excellent job, um, for the most part, of banding together. Uh, so the and and I think the rugby league community, um, also also really came together and and celebrated what they had you know I, I saw so many people say that you know footy gave them you know, some semblance of the week when when you lock down and you don't have that normal structure you have to yeah. to have that Thursday night Friday night you know Saturday Sunday um, was helpful and I know that there were people in Twill Nation who helped each other you know and and people come to ask and the amount of fucking DMs I got of of people just being genuinely grateful um, for, for some laughs and, and some distraction was, was truly fucking humbling um, but my favourite part were the stories I heard of, of nation members helping nation members so uh, that that really makes what we do worthwhile to, to see people out there just being fucking good cunts and helping out where they're needed
0: I agree with everything you said
1: Agree. Um, I agree with everything. You, I agree with everything you type. And I agree. I agree. <laughs> agree yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it's true. Um, as people would have heard, people won't hear it on the actual final episode because I'll be because you weren't saying anything. So, Colleen wasn't saying anything, so I can mute it. But um, yeah, <laughs> for some for some reason, his 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 phone. I mean, I think it's is it an iPhone? Yeah. You've got the one, the only fucking iPhone in the world that has no signal shielding on it at all. And if you put it anywhere near any other electrical thing, it just starts crackling like a fucking maniac. So, um, but yeah, no one will know what I'm talking about except for the people listening live. They would have heard it, but uh, but yeah, it'll be edited out of the main episode. But um, <clears throat> yeah, that's uh that is it for this episode. Now it's not it for the season. I mean, traditionally we do end the season on the Twillies, but uh, had a uh, a message from a uh, good friend, Michael at uh, Strive. And he said, "Look, uh, it's it's been a year since we did the uh, the, ask the agent sort of Q and A episode. Do you want to do another one?" And I was like, "If actually, fuck yeah!" Because I mean, you know, seeing you know how 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 your career has progressed in that space over a year has been amazing, and uh, and people who didn't get an opportunity to ask a question uh, about how you know NRL agents work and you know the signing and contracts of players and stuff like that, development of young players and so on. Uh, now's your chance. If you're in the Facebook group, you'll see there'll be an announcement uh, in the group where I've uh, put a call out for questions. It's going to be next Wednesday night, the actual episode, so get your questions in by then. If you're not on the Facebook group, feel free to tweet them to us uh, at TWI League on Twitter or send an email to business at thisweekinleague.com with your questions. And, uh, yeah, look, we'll we'll answer all the questions that we get, basically. Um Yep. and uh, it's a great I mean I, I, like I honestly think it probably will become a yearly a yearly tradition because things happen through the season that people you know want clarity on and why this happened or how this happened and that sort of thing so it's great to actually you know go to the source and get the yeah, uh, yeah and get to get the real answers Yep. so that that will be our final episode of the year though um and so that'll be next Wednesday night uh patrons our member will be uh taking place on Sunday. Evenings going forward, and um, I wonder if we talk about this in the new merch. Uh, a business relationship's come up um, with, with myself where uh, we can finally pull the trigger on some merch items that we've kind of been circling around for quite a while, and people have been asking for quite a while. Yeah. Things like American sports, sort of, uh, you know, like we get like a twill baseball shirt, so just, twill NBA, yeah. you know, twill basketball. Le- leave, it, to leave, it till,
1: leave it till we've got the design to launch them. Yeah, well, I would,
0: I just really wanted to put out there in this, the, the real simple question, like just to make it easy for people in the short term. What do you reckon, baseball or basketball, first up?
1: Old El Yeah, well, that's
0: true. That is true. We could do both. So there you go. Looks like I'll have some more fucking designs to do after the season winds down. But, uh, yeah, we'll get those. And this year, I mean, I know we, we we say it all the time, but I really want to get the membership sorted for next year late, like this year, you know, like well in advance. So, I mean, so we can actually have, have them out and, you know, ready to go for the, for the season rather than sort of starting with the season and getting them out sort of April, May. So, um, Oh here we go the chat is uh, is uh, saying uh, yeah, basketball basketball NHL look NHL I, I don't I didn't hear myself say NHL but look I can ask the question the answer the answer is we can probably do all that sort of thing but I just don't know which ones I figure because we're coming into summer I think people want basketball yeah that's that's what I, that's what I would expect to see however um, but yeah. And uh, there's some big news on these ones. When we decide which one it's going to be, there's going to be some big news for our our, uh, our Revelations patrons as well. So, uh, well, actually, and the, and the other ones, because, I mean, there's one other good thing we got was, you know, how we have that sort of um, survey at the end of the, the Twilly voting ballot and, you know, suggestions, and there were a couple of dominant suggestions for things that people want uh, in terms of merch. So, well, we can take that offline and talk about it over the off-season or whatever, but there's, for once... The, for once that question wasn't answered like with flashlights and dildos and shit like there was actually some valuable contributions made so um <laughs> um and fuck I had one more thing to to get to and it's just fucking slipped out of my mind so uh on that note thanks for listening thanks everyone and I just remember what it was it was the uh the winner of The free membership from the, the Twilly voting. I knew I was uh, now I need to actually uh open it up. And what we're going to be doing here is uh, I've got the the details of the people who did fill out the appropriate amount of um, you know, fields and give us the contact details and stuff like that, and actually went through and filled out the the, the questions that we asked in terms of uh yeah, feedback on the show and the things we do on the show and things I'd like to see and stuff like that, which is very valuable for us, obviously, to make the show better. And so, let me just uh, bring up a random number generator. I'm going to throw a random number in there, two, one, and... Right, and if this number lands on... Okay, we've hit number 116, which I go to that record, and it is... One of our patrons and it is uh josh yeah, good. so uh mate you've won yourself a free membership for 2022 contents tba as we decide Congratulations! Thank you for voting in the Twillies and also awesome. thank you for uh, going the extra mile and filling out those extra things to help us, you know, make the show better. Um, this year, it was easier to, to fill out that section because there were a couple of questions that we traditionally ask that we don't really have to ask anymore, like the ones concerning like advertisers you want to get on board and stuff like that. I mean, we've been fairly lucky, and now and now with the network we're on, you know, that sort of stuff comes to us a bit, so we don't have to go out there and seek it. As much, although I didn't tell you this yet, Glennie. I was I, I was talking to Jay about it the other day that um,
1: this this is probably not something we want to chat about. No, now.
0: no, I don't want to talk about. It, but I just want I just want to say that there's a there's there's an advertiser that we have been trying to get since the inception of this show, and I think next year we'll get them.
1: Don't I did that fucking Bert Kreischer thing a little while ago, and it fucks me off that I did it. Don't you start doing it too. <laughs> Oh, here's this fucking thing we're going to talk on a podcast about that a whole bunch of people are listening to, but it's a fucking in joke, so I can't talk about it. Oh.
0: Wow, you listen to you listen to You listen to way more Bert than than I do. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for voting, everybody. Um, as always, if you want to support the show, um uh, head to Apple podcast, um, uh, sub- hit subscribe and then unsubscribe and subscribe and unsubscribe. sit there for like an hour and just keep clicking and subscribing on and off for like a, an hour. And that's really helpful to the show. Um, you can also leave reviews and things like that next week. Of course, we will be revealing the, the review winner who, uh, who's going to get the, the weed whacker from Manscaped and, um, yeah, patreon.com forward slash tool nation. Um, Great rewards coming, and uh, great more great rewards in the future as well for um, for our patrons, for our patrons at the higher levels. So can't wait for those. And um, do you boys have anything else to add before we pull the pin?
1: Congratulations to all the winners. Uh, what a stellar fucking season! Like you, you've won a Twilly in the greatest season, won by the greatest team of all time. Um, Glenny, yeah,
2: having invaluable to, to add. Be this obnoxious next year. <laughs> did, did you use Oscar's music him? <laughs> he did. means still talking. It's disrespectful. Yeah,
0: play him off. Play him off.
2: <laughs> no, I think I said it all. Appreciate it. Um, I've enjoyed tonight, and congratulations to everyone that won,
0: including me. Would you like to? Would you like to give a further, a further any further congratulations to Joey
2: Manu for winning something you didn't win? Look, I just feel like maybe I needed to impersonate Joey Manu's head knock and memory loss and inability to function properly to start the show to show See, a lot, the importance there
1: are a lot of, of a lot of people in the chat asking for Glenn stepped uh, um, sex dolls.
2: That's interesting, isn't it?
1: So maybe, maybe in the membership pack next year or in, in the fucking you say, you say a lot of people, Patreon, it's one. Um, you can well that and fleshlights and a real dad daddy pillow Ooh. um we we might do a moulder willy for Glenn <laughs> and we can include that in the members pack next year.
2: It's gonna be a pretty small pack. <laughs> well, it's yeah, good it saves on it. shipping.
1: I was gonna say it's gotta get to Carsten as well. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Just send a button just get a bunch of button mushrooms. One each. <laughs>
1: yeah. <sighs> and now you've given away the joke. Yeah, how hilarious that would have been if we'd have gone, we're gonna send you a Glenn Moulder, Willie. And just sent a <laughs> button mushroom in each <laughs> one. Except you fucking killed the punchline. That's what I do. <sighs> All
0: right. So on that note, fellas.
2: We're done. I mean, we're
0: talking like it's the end of the season, but we're not. Ask an agent next week. Make sure you get your questions in. If you have a question for an NRL-accredited agent about the workings of how the, the whole all contracts and all that sort of shit works, and you know, development of young players, you know, poaching of juniors, and so on, cunts breaking their contracts, train and tr- trial and train and trial contracts for BJ Laylua, <laughs> all that shit. Send us your questions, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll do them next week.
1: Until then, fantastic. See you later. See ya later.